0: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. My name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. Our address is 106 South Pennsylvania Avenue in beautiful downtown Greensburg. Our phone number is 724-836-7440 and our website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. Our first story comes from a person who is a very dedicated supplement taker and preacher of supplements. Um, When her mother was about to turn 90, she was in a freak accident and the person said she was literally catapulted into a set of marble stairs. Um, she got the call while the mother was in the ambulance. By the time the, uh, the person arrived at the hospital, she was already in surgery. And the doctor came out in the surgical waiting room. He had a concerned look on his face and she got kind of a little bit scared the doctor said, so this is your mother, yeah. Well, I need to verify some information. Was she born in 1917? That's correct, the person replied. So the doctor said, I'd like to tell you to tell me what she's doing because I've never seen anything quite like this in an almost 90-year-old. She has the bone circulation and musculature of someone in her 50s or 60s. So all the person could do was really smile. Um, <clears throat> she was. She said she was her best um, student in in taking supplements. So even though we can't really tell what good supplements are doing for us, sometimes m- many times we can tell what good they're doing, but if you're saying, gee, I keep taking all these supplements and I don't know if they're doing me any good or not, rest assured, folks, they are doing you a lot of good. Uh, This was another person's story. Her husband of 46 years left her for a colleague. They were um, alternative, complementary medical doctors and the The husband was carrying around the divorce papers in his briefcase for six months, presented them to her and said, "I'd appreciate a quick signature." Um, the co-respondent in this divorce proceeding was another was a colleague of both of theirs. This happened when the woman was seventy. She's now one hundred and two years old, still doing health consultations she says supplements really work her ex-husband a invited her to his wedding and b died in 2008 i guess the moral to that story is never give up so if you're 70 and things happen don't give up next story comes from a gentleman in his 70s he's not really a huge believer in supplements He's in, I thought he was, but apparently not. He's in his fourth week of debilitating shingles. So what could help him? Silver liquid, drink it. Gel, put it on. His, his face is the worst part, he says. I did not see him. Um, <clears throat> silver gel on your face or on the areas where the shingles are. And then... Olive leaf and VSC are really good antivirals. VSC, I'm thinking we should all take this every day. Most of us do already. It's a virus fighting immune system stimulant. Chronic infections, viral infections include flu, hepatitis, Epstein-Barr, and herpes simplex virus. HSV-1 produces cold sores. The other one is genital herpes, HSV-2. Um, shingles is a viral infection. So VSC protects the liver and helps reduce glandular inflammation. And you can take larger amounts of it. It's Your body knows what to do with it. And then I would like to recommend um, four, it, it's a good antiviral combination, at least it used to be until it was discontinued. But it was called FV flu and virus. It has had capsicum, ginger, licorice, and golden seal. So you can just do your own concoction. Those four things are very, very highly antiviral. Particularly if you think you already got something, it really helps send it on it on its way. Um, a man in his thirties, God love him, was woken up by horrible back pain in the middle of the night. Has no, he has no idea what caused that? How do you relieve um, back pain? kind of fast well <laughs> i don't okay well i'll just tell you 15 million people every single day have back pain um that's five percent of americans 18 percent have suffered back aches in the past month and over a lifetime significant back pain bedevils two thirds of the population. Um, back pain is a leading reason Americans consult physicians and their primary care doctor visits and um, then they go have surgery, I guess. The most frequent cause of back pain is muscle strain. It might result from overuse or uh, twisting like you know if you're a tennis player like a backhand tennis shot or lifting from the back instead of the legs um, quite often there's no trauma but so one lady who worked at the deli counter said she was putting chipped ham on the scale and fell to the ground with excruciating back pain. (laughs) So that's really not what caused it. Um, She actually had herniated discs. Discs are the cartilage rings between the 33 small bones that comprise the spine. The alternating bone cartilage arrangement provides flexibility, but disc injury such as a bulged or ruptured disc can press on nearby nerves and cause severe pain. So as quickly as possible, you know, ice it if it's just a brand new injury um, that prevents swelling. And you can take, and sometimes people like to put heat on it, Right at the beginning, I'd say ice probably is best, but you know your body, whatever feels better. And then we can take our anti-inflammatory herb combinations, such as IF relief, Everflex, skeletal strength, which is something we should take every single day. Pain relieving herb combinations include APS2 with white willow bark, which is a natural form of aspirin, nerve control nerve eight um kind of take it easy for a couple of days and i don't know about bed rest for back pain sometimes it makes it worse but again you know your body um very slow movement and very slow stretching and actually like uh, remember when they used to put people in the hospital in the 60s in traction Like weights on the end of their feet you can do your own traction at home um, By put putting something like I used to roll up the afghan and put it under my knees So it took the pressure off But whatever you do don't despair Um, A medical doctor who practices family medicine says, and this is a quote, studies show that 30 to 60% of back pain sufferers recover in one week, 60 to 90% in six weeks, and 95% in 12 weeks. So when people say, I had surgery because I couldn't stand the pain, you can meditate your way through it, Um, the body heals itself. I'm just saying. A woman in her 30s, late 30s, I think, um, asked during a consultation, What is an ideal diet? Um, <clears throat> so there's really not one perfect diet for everyone. However, there are principles of the perfect diet that everyone can adopt to find an eating plan that helps them maintain optimal health. And kind of once you get used to it, it's uh, people or humans are creatures of habit and patterns. And so then you'll just continue. Ultimately, a diet is a personal choice. So it has to fit your lifestyle, your health and wellness goals, and your eating preferences. Um, For instance, a woman who I forget what her diagnosis was, but this is when Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez was alive, and I suggested she consult him because she would only listen to medical doctors, and she was a staunch vegan. Um, he said you have to start eating meat and and organ meats at that, and she wouldn't do it, so. You know, it really has to fit your lifestyle. If, if there's no way you can get yourself to eat a certain thing, I, I wouldn't force. That's There's a reason you don't like it. It's because it's not for you. There are over 10,000 studies documenting the longevity and minimized disease risk of eating mostly organic whole plant foods. So we kind of have to respect that evidence. All of us are 98 to 99% the same physiologically, despite varying ancestry and bio-individuality things. But there are some principles to a perfect diet, and you can customize your personal eating plan in ways that work for you. I'm thinking if you're a a podcast listener, you you did that, like, I don't know, 40, 50 years ago. But first of all, it feels abundant. As a general rule, a diet should never eliminate an entire food group without exception unless you're doing it um, intuitively or if you've chosen to be vegetarian But there are definitely foods we should limit like processed foods and sugar and processed meats are good for no one. So when you see people lined up at the deli counter buying lunch meat, those are highly processed, really not good for anybody. Um, Sometimes diets limit your nutrition or they forbid an entire macronutrient food group. Or, um, but people say, well, I felt so good on, on that diet and I lost weight and all that stuff. Um, but virtually every fad diet bans processed sugars, so I agree with them on that part. Studies have found that eating a diet that includes a wide variety of foods is associated with better nutrient intake. So to make sure your body is getting optimal levels of nutrition that include all the different vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients you need, along with proteins, carbohydrates, and fats to fuel your body, um, it makes sense to eat a variety of whole foods, the reason we take supplements is because we cannot get all of our nutrition from the foods that we eat. I don't care what Weight Watcher says. They said it in the 70s. I hear they're still saying it now that if you eat a balanced diet, you don't need to have any any supplements. Yeah, there was a an article. I don't think I even made a note of it that... Um, Maybe I did. No, I guess not. That um, people taking a multiple vitamin, long-term study of people, are generally healthier. So let's kind of just go with that. But we know we should be eating whole foods, like fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, like... um, oats or barley or brown rice or quinoa nuts and seeds research has shown that eating whole foods makes a big impact on health and eating the rainbow is a great idea so much easier to do when we have farmers markets any animal product uh, must be from a clean source and be at the top of the food pyramid, meaning like a little bit of it. Um, and it has to be affordable. Like when you, people say it's too expensive, well, um, you know, it's possible to eat a healthy diet without breaking the bank. Green beans and carrots and cabbage and things, are they're, they're not that expensive. And it has to make you feel energized and it should contain a lot of raw plants because plants are loaded with bioavailable vitamins, minerals, protein, fiber, and countless micronutrients. Perhaps a um, smoothie in the morning, you know, nature's harvest smoothie in the morning would be great. You know it's not it's not about perfection it's a process keeping the body healthy keeping your body healthy is an expression of gratitude to the whole cosmos the trees the clouds all the other people all the other living things on the planet not only do we honor honor ourselves we honor them An article in USA Today, it was about fatty liver disease and it interviewed a medical doctor and so the doctor was talking about, um, somebody showed it to me. I do not read newspapers and if you wanna know if um, your newspaper is biased, see how many ads for drugs they have in in them. And the women's magazines you know that if you want to read a women's magazine just know that it's biased because they have drug ads in them if you want to watch the news and it's uh, filled with pharmaceutical ads then you know that it's it's going to be biased so I say don't listen, don't read, think for yourselves. Anyway, um, this, so at around the three quarter mark in the article, wasn't that long, short article. What supplements help? And it was N-O-N-E in all capital letters. Completely false information, because later that day I read another article that said, curcumin shows benefits for people with metabolic dysfunction associated fatty liver disease. And that's what the article was about, fatty liver disease, I said that, I think. Um, This was um, uh, researchers and they said that curcumin supplementation was associated with significant improvement in liver enzymes, AST and ALT, that are elevated in liver diseases. The association was stronger for bioavailability enhanced forms, which is the kind we have. It is highly bioavailable. Another nice article I read recently was about um, magnesium's role in reversing type 2 diabetes. That it, in, it improves glucose and A1C control. It enhances insulin sensitivity. It corrects metabolic imbalances. And how does it do that? Well, magnesium is required for the function of over 300 essential enzymatic processes within cells. When um, Dr. Michael Smith from the Life Extension Foundation was on my radio program a few times, one of the things he said was, there is a magnesium receptor in every single cell. Well, that's true for many things like vitamin D3, um, and, and I'm going to digress for a moment and say that there I read this other article that said we shouldn't be taking vitamin D3 supplements because we should go out in the sun. Well, if you have very fair skin, you know, if you have the kind of skin that tans and you get a tan when you go out in the sun... Um, I'd say maybe you get all of your vitamin D3 from the sun, but that's not even true because we would have to be at the equator, um, with most of our skin exposed for, for 15 to 20 minutes at noon. So that's not possible. It was just not a really good argument. So, um, I say, take a program, including magnesium and vitamin D3. Over 25% of Americans are believed to be magnesium deficient. And it's estimated that roughly 50% consume inadequate levels of this essential mineral. Low magnesium levels are tied to risk for several chronic diseases but type two diabetes was at the top of the list. So do you think there could be a television commercial that says take magnesium for type two diabetes? No, who would pay for that? So um, magnesium improves insulin sensitivity and blood glucose control even if you are not diabetic And it's a really good thing to um, control your blood sugar. High blood sugar leads to a lot of things. Well, one of them is type two diabetes. And here's another article that the headline is tocotrienols to support bone health. So when we think of tocotrienols, we think of um, vitamin E, which is Tocopherols and tocotrienols. There are eight of them, four of each, and it's in the. It's called vitamin E. And these tocotrienols findings were published that say that they help combat destructive joint processes and potentially help prevent bone loss. Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. And osteoarthritis, I mean, they probably have roughly the same symptoms, pain damage and disfigurement of joints and joint swelling and bone erosion and joint deformity, all that stuff, and pain. Pain and stiffness and all of that. Um, And all that kind of leads to, well, osteoporosis, which is another bone disease. Who would think Certainly that wouldn't be the first thing in my mind, like let's all take our vitamin E for our bones. Um, healthy bones, as you know, are a constant state of repair and maintenance. It's called bone remodeling, like the old cells have to leave and the new cells have to come in. Tocotrienols help combat many of the bone destructive processes. So there's uh, vitamin E to add to your program. Another article I read um, had to do with epigenetics. So I'm gonna try to Reduce it like the Reader's Digest version. It was kind of a very long article. Um, We know that since the dawning of the age of genetics, the common opinion has been that DNA determines so much of who we are, like eye and hair color to disorders and cancer. But that's only 8%. 92% comes from... Um, lifestyle. So, the science of epigenetics literally means control above genetics. It has profoundly changed our understanding of how life is controlled. Epigenetic research has established that DNA blueprints, blueprints passed down through genes are not set in concrete at birth genes are not our destiny. Environmental influences, including nutrition, stress, social engagement, and emotions, can modify those genes without changing their basic blueprint. Um, Social engagement, there was an epigeneticist who said that Um, studied social engagement on gene expression and risk for disease. He discovered that whole sectors of genes look different in lonely people versus people who are socially secure. He said, if you measure stress using our best available instruments, it can't hold a candle to social isolation. In fact, social isolation is the best established, most robust social or psychological risk factor for disease out there. Nothing can compete. Well, the reason I'm talking about this is that if you, perception is reality. If you feel socially isolated and you feel stressed because of it, yeah, that's a major stressor for you. If, on the other hand, if your perception is that you are choosing To be solitary and choosing to be quiet and, you know, not have a lot of, I don't know, noise in the background. Um, It is not stressful at all. But if you feel lonely, yeah, that's, that's a really big stressor for people. I hear it from people all the time. Um... So, there were other um, measurements in the study and they conclude kind of that your mindset matters. It's um, the mind over genes experiment. And this was conducted uh, a while back of men in their 70s who were dropped off at the front entrance of a converted monastery in New Hampshire a few of them were stooped with arthritis, two walked with canes. When they entered the building, they walked into a time warp. Music on a vintage radio played tunes from nineteen fifty nine. Black and white programs on the TV archived videos showed archive videos of old TV programs like Ed Sullivan. Books on shelves and magazines lying around were all from the same period. And this was a uh, an experiment designed by a psychologist. During their stay, it was only five days. The test subjects reminisced and engaged in conversations about events and sports of that time period. Um, Measurement of the men's dexterity, grip strength, flexibility, hearing and vision, memory and cognition, all testable biomarkers of age, assessed before they arrived and then they were retested at the end of their stay their sight improved the they were uh, had greater dexterity they sat taller um, many of them didn't use their canes anymore they remarked that the men had put their minds at at an earlier time so it's about perception. If you perceive that you feel youthful, you feel youthful. So there's this. By it's called the biology of belief. Um, we can experience personal empowerment by assessing our thoughts and then through editing and reversing negative thoughts. We can manifest a healthy, happy, and harmonious life. And we can do a, um, a lot of good for people around us. So if you think you can, like Mary Kay Ash and Henry Ford said, if you think you can, you can't. If you think you can't, you can't. If you think you can, you can. So it's about changing your mind, your mindset, and your thoughts think only positive thoughts. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully I will be back with you with another podcast in a week or so. Bye.